Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everyone and welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I of course am your host Erin Pym and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to talk about sex and sexuality. Today I'm so excited to have someone back, back, back again to the podcast. We have queer <laughs> and trans sex educator and speaker, also community facilitator Eva Bloom. Hi! I literally like did like a like hand raise, like raise the roof, like motion. <laughs> I'm like, I'm hyped up. Nobody can see, but I'm ready to go. It's just for you. Just for you. (laughs) Just just my personal podcast enjoyment. But you at home, you visualize. Just woot wooting. (laughs) Woot wooting about. (laughs) So Eva, like, um, your Instagram is just, you notice how much I share your shit, right? (laughs) And it like, it. I feel so honored and like loved every time you do. I'm like, this is so nice. I feel we love community. And it's support. just such good content and like like I'm just gonna scroll through I'm just gonna scroll through and name some of the stuff you talk about because it's at, at what's my body doing uh, on Instagram. Um so five signs you're healing from compet. Four ways to use mm. sex toys with partners. You don't need to have lots mm. of queer sex to be queer. Six affirmations for queer folks for the holidays. Five practices to help you say what you want in bed. How do I bring up using lube and sex toys <laughs> with partners? Your sex doesn't need to be kinky for it to be queer enough. Like, this stuff is just so good, Eva. Like, do people um, do people just constantly come up to you, either virtually or in person, to say how much you helped them? Because, God. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to cry on the pod. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate this so much, like, especially coming from somebody who I, like, respect and admire so much, like, in the world of sexuality, who's been, like, fucking doing it and, like, supporting people and, like, creating such, such beautiful, beautifulness for so long. I'm like, give me so much. We're both doing it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, like, I feel like over the past couple years and, like, even since the last time we chatted, I feel like I really, like, stepped into like a niche around like the work that I do like on Instagram and speaking and stuff and yeah like really talking to yeah I'm like I feel like every post I make so much of it is like I want it to be 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 affirming for people who are like starting on this journey and like really like a huge source of like self-compassion and yeah affirmation yeah it's so positive um even the just the aesthetic is so Mm. like it's so you it's so uniquely (laughs) you like I you're just Mm. so inspiring and like yeah you really Mm. I have also noticed that with you and your um your online practice like how it's kind of pivoted a bit um and it really Mm. centers queerness um and I just, mm-hmm. oh, I just appreciate that so much. Can you tell me kind of what was happening? Mm-hmm. What happened for you there that you started to kind of focus, as, as you mentioned, in this way? 
Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like I was the last person to know that I was like doing queer and trans sex ed. Like I was a queer and trans sex educator. Like all my friends were like, yeah, (laughs) that's what you do. And I'm like, wait, (laughs) me? (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. And yeah, once I like had that moment, I was like, oh, like, because part of it, I think is a couple things. Part of it is like queer and trans sex ed benefits everybody. So there's a part of me that's like, I don't want to, like, limit who I'm speaking to because, like, this kind of, like, liberatory, like, beyond, like, cis-heteronormativity, like, everybody needs to hear this. Um, But I was, yeah, so that was initially, like, the thing. But then, and then another part of me was, like, I was still really doing a lot of, like, unlearning work. And, like, even now, like, there's so much more like in my own personal life that I want to like have that learning and like really like dive into like okay what are the specific things that impact queer and trans people that I can speak to so yeah I feel like I had like an unlearning of both of those ideas of like I it can be for everybody and I can just I can really speak to queer and trans people and I don't need to have done everything or like I can still be learning and support this community. I think that's really important as a person who's like a figurehead in a community that it's important Mm -hmm. to be like, you know, I'm on my own journey as well. And that doesn't mean I don't Mm -hmm. have like really important stuff to impart on other people's uh, other people Mm -hmm. in the community and, and at the same time hold that kind of humble uh, that humility, you know, humbleness, mm-hmm. <laughs> almost said, um, to be like, there's so much more to learn. There's so much more to unlearn, as you said, you know. Um, and yeah, about that is interesting about like, okay, yeah, the decision to like focus um, didn't necessarily, it's not excluding anybody. Like, just, I, that, it yeah. feels to me like um, when people talk about disability rights, um, how, you know, mm. when we uh, do stuff to help disabled folks, to support disabled folks, it's mm. um, it's supporting able-bodied folks and also those able-bodied folks who mm. will inevitably become disabled because age. So it feels like that yeah. to me. It's like, yeah, I focused, but... You can still talk about, you know, um, you know, smashing the patriarchy and breaking down compat and mm. uh, uh, all that stuff. And that can be still be deeply impactful to cis men to, you know, um, mm-hmm. and on and on. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for saying that. because yeah. That's absolutely true. Yeah, that's so real about, yeah, disability justice. I mean, all these, you know, you peel back the onion layer, yeah. like all these things are are so connected and yeah like everybody has internalized ableism that like yep gets in the way of them their like well-being and like connection to fullest self and just like happiness and it's like yeah yeah because it was just the first when i was scrolling through your little posts um mm-hmm. Because it was the first thing I said, can you just define what is compet for people who have not heard that term before? Mm-hmm. So compet is short for compulsory heterosexuality. Um, and it is a term coined by Adrian Rich in an essay, her 1970 essay. Um, Adrian Rich, I do also want to say, like, is not... I, I As like an ex-academic, I like to give credit and be like, this is where it comes from she's transphobic so like maybe don't like go super deep and be like that's my girl like that's kind of yeah we We do not endorse yes (laughs) any of the names uh mentioned (laughs) yeah but I also I also like to say it too like to situate like queer theory that like compet is not something like that was first ever mentioned on TikTok in 2021. Right. Like queer theorists have been thinking about this stuff since the seventies. Like this is, yeah, this is long, long. Um, but yeah, basically it's very similar to the idea of like, um, like structural systemic cis heteronormativity. The idea that like we have all these systems in our culture, like, both like relationally and on more like institutional levels that make 
heterosexuality mandatory, make it compulsory. From the time you were born, it is assumed that you are cis and straight. And like all of these different systems as you grow up continue to like put, push you onto that like one path and penalize you for being outside of it. And I think I talk a lot about it specifically in the way that it impacts women and non-binary people in that in the experience of like yeah that that unique like gender and sexual orientation of feeling like being attracted to women or non-binary people was never an option Mm -hmm. like also the real like ways that our society like definition of womanhood is so connected to romantic and sexual connection with men Mm -hmm. in like so many so many so many different ways so yeah that (laughs) that is a long explanation of of what calm head is yeah needed though necessary uh (laughs) necessarily long yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah terms that we use nowadays that like are traced back to kind of transphobic people i feel like the origin of the word pegging i deal with that uh regularly where i'm like yeah yeah, okay dan savage and and we were doing it long before then but he happened to coin Mm -hmm. the term and it's used widely but also pretty transphobic uh yeah Yeah. language is language is interesting like it's helpful to have terms to describe stuff and also language evolves and like yeah how much credit do you give to the people who coin stuff yeah very interesting (laughs) yeah i feel like language is something is is kind of throughout all of this educational work that you do Mm -hmm. i feel like language you are language centered am Mm -hmm. i wrong yeah well what's the there's a term that I learned when I was spending lots of money getting degrees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe it's called hermeneutic injustice. Um, and it's the, I believe it's the idea that like, if you don't have like a language to describe your experience, then the, like that is a form of injustice. Like, cause if you don't have a language to describe it, then like, you don't have a ways of communicating with other people what it is. You don't have a way of like advocating for yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that feels that feels very important for me to like give give people like tools in that way. Yeah, and like defining yourself too. If you're doing the self exploration of trying to figure mm-hmm. out where you lie, you know, labels can be really helpful. Language can be extremely helpful. Yeah. Um, whether you choose to stick with the ones you chose or you evolve or you uh, mm-hmm. find new ones that work better for you, that make, you know, that align better with what you're doing. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's important that we all have access to the language for that reason, to either mm-hmm. choose to use the language or to not use the language, <laughs> you know? Yeah, to play with the language. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay, I feel like... Um, is this um, you kind of really coming into your own and focusing your practice over the last couple of years? Is this related to your own kind of journey? Because I know that you also um, call yourself a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. Is, th- is this that kind of mirrored in the way your sex education practice has pivoted? Totally, totally. I know it's so funny. I'm like, when was the last time we talked? Yeah, I know. Same. I'm like, because we do often, but like Mm -hmm. on the podcast, no. So yeah, Yeah. update the people. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck are you, Eva? (laughs) Oh my gosh, what is it? What's the? Oh my god, I'm trying to think. Uh, Last time on Glee, or there's a (laughs) last time on Glee. People and that. Oh, that's what you missed on Glee. I'm gonna give you the (laughs) the rundown. Um. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like last time I was here, I was like, I'm a cis bisexual woman. Mm -hmm. Um. And mm, nope. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't it. Yeah. yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Jk unless. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I like re-came out as non-binary and a lesbian in November 2021. Okay. Um, so 
yeah, I feel like like a lot of people, like I've been a part of this big collective experience of a lot of queer people and a lot of like lesbians having time and space and the the machine that is TikTok um, yes. to really like unpack and unlearn like these assumptions that we had about ourselves and like this idea that we had to be attracted to men that we had to, that we were, like, women and that, like, to be a woman, like, looks a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I feel like unlearning, like, kind of, like, internalized homophobia and, like, really stepping into pride around, like, being non-binary and being a lesbian has definitely, like, been a part of, yeah, embracing, like, really focusing my education work on queer and trans people the like because that's that's the thing the the whole thing of like oh like you make being gay your whole personality you're like you're like talking about it too much or like and and yeah i'm like (laughs) it's a huge part of my life it impacts every part of my life and like yeah this pull to like oh you should be palatable to the mainstream like you should be palatable to cishet people Hmm. and i feel like in my own like with my own personal journey, releasing that, I allowed myself to release that in my work and be like, no, like, it's okay for me to, like, not center yeah. cis people yes. in my life and in, or, and, or, and, or in my work. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere. <laughs> Anywhere. Any old damn so, place. Yeah. Is there, since you mentioned TikTok, um, mm-hmm. is there, like, something you saw? Does anything come to the top of your head? Is there something mm-hmm. that you saw that you were like, oh that hits that kind of was you know Mm -hmm. along your journey yeah I think it was really like the homonormativity Mm. of TikTok yeah yeah that like I don't know this idea that in most media representation that you see of queer people of like lesbians it's like we're very much often like the side character Mm -hmm. or like or we die. Um, <laughs> yeah, or we're uh, the villain. Like, yeah. 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 Or our whole, like, storyline is around, like, coming out. Um, and, like, to really see, like, so much media on TikTok of just, like, focus on queer life, lesbian life. Like, really humanizing lesbians. Um, and, like, lesbian and queer love. And, like, seeing that lesbians are like it it part of me I'm like it feels trivial to say this but I'm like I also know that it's not Mm -hmm. um to see lesbians being beautiful to see them being cool and creative and like badass and like that their love was like so tender and like so like hot and like so like everything that like it can be I feel like I really like normalized being a lesbian um and also like made it feel celebrated and made it feel possible because yeah i'm like when you see like portrayals of lesbians where it's like the angry lesbian or like i don't know i'm like growing up like people didn't like like i shout out to ellen degeneres again not a great person but has made like important contributions or like the way that people would talk about like rosie o'donnell like people like laugh at them kind of Mm -hmm. and you're like that type of like you don't feel like that's something that you can be or like yeah but like seeing this like shift Mm -hmm. where yeah was huge (laughs) yeah where Mm -hmm. queer people are centered lesbians are Mm -hmm. centered yeah Mm -hmm. like because I mean that's the thing with the algorithm it's like Mm -hmm. you know you like you like these you like these women you like these non-binary lesbians let me mm-hmm. show you a hell of a lot more and then suddenly it's like that's just your whole feed your whole feed mm-hmm. is just like um stuff you like so i i really mm-hmm. get that thing of like yeah it just normalized it for mm-hmm. you like the more consumption of media mm-hmm. um which is yeah i've been doing some like marketing kind of stuff with tiktok and kind of mm-hmm. figuring out that algorithm and figuring out what 
what you know what to do on TikTok and what accesses people in the best way. It's like mm-hmm. um, you said the word um, uh, homo normalized. What did you say? Yeah, homo normativity. Homo normativity. You almost never hear that word. It's always mm-hmm. heteronormativity. Yeah. And like I love I love that my all my feed on TikTok is mm-hmm. kink. <laughs> yeah. I love you yes, know yes, it's yes. that thing of like yeah, it you said at the same time it's like I get that it could seem trivial but it's not. Mhm. And it's it's absolutely not. It's because media is, oh my God, a massive part of our lives at this point. But even growing up when we think of like role models mm-hmm. and like the shows mm-hmm. we watched and what we thought about different communities because of what was presented to us via media. It's like, mm-hmm. can you imagine if you grew up and on your little computer pocket computer, mm-hmm. it was just all fucking lesbians and queer people. <laughs> you would, like how that yeah. would have changed the trajectory of your life and your queerness and your journey. It's like it mm-hmm. has a wild influence, like massive, right? It's it's mm-hmm. you know it, it seems trivial again, but it's absolutely not. No, I think the other piece about TikTok is like how intimate it is Mm. like I it's interesting when I like talk about my journey like in some ways I did have a lot of good lesbian representation at the right age like in high school I was watching so many like lesbian youtubers (laughs) oh amazing a word lesbian youtubers I was like I wonder why why (laughs) (laughs) so wild so deeply wild (laughs) I don't know I'm just curious, just drawn strong to these people. Um, but I think, I think like just by it's, I mean, I think it's, it was less produced then, but like there was still a level of like production. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like on TikTok, you just somebody just opens their phone and videos like Any a moment, but yeah. yeah, or like a moment between them and their wife, which is Oof, like very yeah. like. I'm trying to think. There's this like actress, and she like I remember like there was a video of her and her wife just being, just like a super mundane, mm. or I think people on TikTok like. <sighs> for better or worse, like, processing, like, our experience of the pandemic. And a lot of people, like, using it as a diary. Yeah, video diary, exactly. Logging it, logging mm -hmm. these moments with your partner or, yeah, whatever part of your journey you're on. And that, yeah, that's so Mm -hmm. vulnerable. It's You're peeking Mm -hmm. behind the curtain of, like, curated content. Mm -hmm. It's like a video journal. Yeah, all of these Mm -hmm. things that makes that platform really unique and important Mm -hmm. to people of marginalized communities. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh my gosh. I feel like I talked about this forever. But yeah, it was all I say. The like, the like, the way that people use sounds that like they're like the Phoebe Bridgers <laughs> sound that went like viral. And then like all of these people would all like participate in it. And yes. yeah, that like if you'd never experienced like lesbian community or queer community before, you were like, I can be a part of something or like, yeah, that there is like a community built in that way too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even just seeing that you're like, Oh, I could be like, mm-hmm. I could do mundane activities with mm-hmm. a romantic partner. You know, mm-hmm. that's accessible to me. That's a thing that exists. Mm-hmm. And that's a thing. Therefore that's a thing I could do. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. changes your whole concept of like happiness. Like Yeah. Yeah. And and my DMs are really open. Anybody listen to the podcast? <laughs> By the way. <laughs> if you want to make really mundane TikToks with me, um, <laughs> hit my line. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> you know, you know. You gotta do it. <laughs> oh my god. You gotta put yourself out there. You know what? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, I spent a lot of years like not not feeling aligned. I'm like, baby, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> um I am why hold back why hold back at this point? 
Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, what else am I doing? What am I waiting Mm -hmm. for? Yeah. Why wait? Enough, enough damn waiting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, you know what? I I do that a lot with myself. I kind of put up, like, these invisible walls as um, thinking that, you know, like, fun, like, just even stuff like uncomplicated casual sex and like Mm. you know stuff like that is just like inaccessible to me and you know I make up all these reasons and I just Mm. don't for you know I then I just don't because I'm like either it's too hard or it depends on disclosing all this stuff or you know most people Mm. aren't into when I'm into any of this stuff it's like Mm. you know you tend to do that for yourself you put up barriers of like why I can't have what other people have yeah and yeah, I think you do that long enough and you're just like, you know what, fuck it. You know what? Literally. Yeah. I'm for just a long do time. The thing. Yeah. For a long time I totally put that up for myself around romantic connection. I'm like Yeah. Maybe we can I think <laughs> I think we can have a girlfriend. I think that's really I think that's really <laughs> something that will happen for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> God, I, I I really want that for you. I love that for you. I I want to see your mundane ass le- ah! uh, lesbian TikTok. <laughs> oh, just even just thinking about that specific genre of content makes me emotional. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, can you talk about maybe some of the things that some of the things you come up against being a quote unquote late bloomer? Mm-hmm. that is kind of unique to doing this all later rather than quote-unquote sooner? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of um, a lot of it is about, like, this idea of queer time, I think, relates a lot to being a late bloomer, mm-hmm. um, that, like, you are at a certain phase in your life in one way. Like, you are an adult, maybe you, like, have your own apartment you like have a job um you've reached all these like heterosexual like milestones in one way and then there's this huge disconnect in like the world of like sex and dating or like it feels like it is you're like like I am at like an eighth grade level like I haven't even like held a girl's hand like (laughs) like the (laughs) idea of like telling a girl that she's pretty is like so like scary to me um and yeah there can be I think a lot of like shame and like embarrassment and like nervousness like being in that place and feeling like you're so behind your peers Mm um yeah you know, sometimes we feel that way, regardless of whatever age it is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it seems like that that idea could. It makes sense why that idea could be baked in. You know, the longer you wait, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so I I really like, yeah, do a lot of work and like remind. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do? Have, yeah. yeah. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> Where do we go from there? Yeah. Um, Reminding people that they have a lot of transferable skills. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, like, even if, like... <laughs> that was saucy. I'm, like, the difference between giving a blowjob and giving a, somebody uh, in tunnelingus yep. is not as big as you think it is. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this is my life, Erin. This is... <laughs> this is my everyday. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, transferable skills, absolutely. Transferable skills. Yep. Um, and, yeah, that, like, I'm trying to think. And, yeah, and really the idea that, like, yeah, there are every, like, new sexual partner you have is, like, a whole new experience like regardless of like what gender they are like whether it's a new like queer experience or like a straight experience like you every new partner has like a whole different set of like ways they like to communicate like how they like their body touched like what they're into like what fantasies so intensity frequency like literally everything you pretty much have to learn Mm -hmm. from scratch every time anyways yeah so like it's really not that big of a learning hump 
mm-hmm. you know, whether you have a lot of experience or a little bit of experience, because you're going to have to learn tons of new shit anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, my, <laughs> I'm like the people I talk to, like the little late bloomer lesbians, late bloomer bisexuals and queer people, yeah. like, even just the fact that, like, you care so deeply, like, so many of them, like, all of them, like, have this huge sense of, like, I really want to help the person, like, that I'm with. Like, I want to create a safe space. I want to, like, bring them pleasure. I want to make them feel really seen. And I'm, like, you are, like, 80% of the way there already, like, yes, with those values and, like, that sense of care and, and desire to learn and, like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny. Um, I, I do consultations for folks who are kind of getting into pro domination. And often if they're at the point where they're booking a consultation with me and they've Mm -hmm. come up with a list of brilliant fucking questions, Mm -hmm. I'm like, already you are I swear you're like doing better than most of the people out there. Like they're asking mm-hmm. about like nuanced stuff surrounding safety and consent and, mm-hmm. and like uh, harm reduction and being trauma informed. I'm like, mm-hmm. you gotta know that like not mm-hmm. everyone is doing this. Like, yeah, yeah, you, you are at the point where you're realizing there's a lot you don't know. That's your learning mm-hmm. journey. That means you know a lot more than most people know because most people yeah. are stuck at the I know everything, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I know everything level and they don't get past that to be like, oh, no, wait, I don't know anything. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so scary. But mm-hmm. but honestly, that's that's a much more well-informed place to be in your journey. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. I love that. Everybody pat yourself on the back. (laughs) If you feel, if you feel like you're super overwhelmed, yeah, it means that, yeah, you've, you've gotten to a place of, of awareness and education that you have that. The MedPost podcast is sponsored by Come As You Are. Founded as a worker-owned cooperative, Come As You Are has a fundamentally anti-capitalist and feminist approach to sexual pleasure, health, and education. Come As You Are doesn't profit from your pleasure and only stocks products that they truly love and believe in. Come As You Are has been voted best sex shop in Toronto since 1997. Check them out at comeasyouare.com or 254 Augusta Avenue in Toronto's own Kensington Market. We are also sponsored by Club M4 Toronto. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And now you can go to their website, www.clubm4.com, but one of my favorite things to do is to go to their Instagram events page and see what they've got going on. Threesome Fridays, MILF Mondays, and a blackout party where you can have sex in their dark room. If anything looks interesting and you want to check it out, head on down to Club M4 at 1989 Dundas Street, Mississauga. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, I have, you know, an approachable kind of a um, aesthetic mm-hmm. or, or um, energy, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for my professional practice. So I get people mm-hmm. who are really new to kink. 
a lot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And as you kind of mentioned, like these folks who have done a lot of kind of exploration and discovering about their own wants, needs, um, mm-hmm. desires, you know, ways they like mm-hmm. to be touched, all this stuff. It's like, you are armed with so much information, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, there's a learning hump with your, then you're trying to put it into practice with someone. Um, mm-hmm. But like, that's already more thought, you know, I think the longer you wait, the more thought you put into it. Maybe, you know, either that's a positive <laughs> or a negative of like overthinking yeah. perhaps, but like mm-hmm. you are armed with all this information and that's a good thing. Like information about yourself and your own body and what you want, like, mm-hmm. That's good. That's good stuff to know. And like, Mm -hmm. a lot of folks, again, a lot of folks don't know any of that, (laughs) even if they do have a lot of like dating experience, kink experience, sex experience, whatever it is. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think so many people, and I I think I think this is a, an, an issue of a larger cultural right. uh, thing, but like stop themselves because they're afraid of making mistakes or not being perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, truth is, <laughs> you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to be perfect. Um, and the like leap of faith in some ways it takes to be like, I truly believe like so wholeheartedly i'm like it is so worth it to like live your authentic truth and like experience like sapphic love or like queer sex like trans sex like yeah that is worth it even if you're gonna take the leap and have a really awkward first time or like i'm like worst case like in the worst case scenario maybe it's really awkward (laughs) maybe you hit on somebody and they say nope (laughs) uh maybe maybe you try something and you both laugh because it's really (laughs) not working (laughs) because you fell down whatever yeah (laughs) yeah exactly yeah like takes you a really long time put the strap on harness on oh (laughs) yes absolutely yeah (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I think that's, um, that is huge, right? It's like, mm-hmm. if you're at the point where you're ready to embrace or, and uh, be authentic in yourself and in your body and your connections, like, even if you're mm-hmm. at that point, you've already done so much awesome stuff to be really proud of, you know, mm-hmm. even before you get to the like practical experience part, it's like, you've done some fucking amazing work that you should be so happy for yourself. You know what I mean? And it's like the next stuff is the easy stuff. You know what I mean? The -hmm. next stuff is just the stupid, funny, fun, silly stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. did like the hard work. You did the hard work. You like, maybe you, you came out or, you know, you're like deciding that you're like ready to start your journey. Like, that mm-hmm. takes a lot to even get to that point. So, like, fucking a huge pat on the back. Because a lot of people don't ever get to that point, And they just mm-hmm. stay, you know, they stay maybe fearful and, mm-hmm. you know, living something that doesn't feel authentic. A lot of people do that. But you, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't. So, fucking standing ovation to that. I'm getting emotional. I'm like, <laughs> thank, thanks, thanks, thanks for that like huge message of love. I Aww. know it's like, yeah, it means a lot to me. It's gonna mean a lot to everybody listening. Yeah, I hope so. It's so true. I so mean it. Like, I work with a lot of people who are like new to stuff, sex wise, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Man, even to get to book me and get in the room with me, mm-hmm. like, whoa, massive, mm-hmm. huge, what a risk, you know? Mm-hmm. What a leap of faith, like mm-hmm. you said, to even get there. Like, already mm-hmm. you, you're you good. Like, now it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> now we just got to do the thing. But you made it here in this room. Like, wow, amazing. Yeah. 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 There's all, there's like such... <sighs> the script that, like, you're just supposed to be, like, born knowing everything they're supposed to know about sex and know yeah. how to do it perfectly. Yeah, no. It's, like, truly for everybody, like, whether you're new to, like, kink or, like, queer sex or, like, literally anything, like, mm-hmm. we're all, it's all learning. <laughs> yeah. 
And even as we mentioned with us as educators, mm. we don't know shit. <laughs> truly. <laughs> truly we truly. don't. <laughs> my list, my TBR of nonfiction sexuality books is long. And I'm excited. I anticipate, but oh baby. <laughs> reading and learning. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay. I want to switch gears because um, this is, you know, we're recording during a very special week. It won't be aired within that week, but I, r- I really think we should focus to talk about Lesbian Visibility Week. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, what is this? What does this mean to you personally? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I just I feel like this the timing of like this week I just, like, feel so much joy and pride in my, like, identity as a lesbian. I, like, really wanted to, like, fully be so, like, really embrace and, like, be so so visible and, like, pride and, like, take up space in that. Um, Yeah, because... Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to talk about both in terms of, like, the pride and joy and community around being a lesbian and also, like, so much further that we have to go. Um, and, yeah, the way that – the many, many different ways that lesbians experience oppression because of gender, because of sexuality, and, and many other intersections, too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um. Can we talk about um, specifically trans lesbians for a moment, yeah. non-binary lesbians? Yeah. Talk about that a little bit, um, mm-hmm. because I think most people, when they're when they hear the word lesbian, they still think mm-hmm. that's a cis female mm-hmm. uh, sleeping with cis females. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree that yeah, people who are outside the lesbian community and some people who are in the lesbian community like still have this idea of, like, lesbian as potentially, like, a restrictive kind of identity or, like, um, binary identity. But, yeah, the truth is is that, like, lesbians have always been diverse, like, across history Um, in terms of, like, gender, like, lesbian, the, yeah, like, being a lesbian like transgresses a lot of like what is the social expectation for womanhood um so in a lot of ways I think it makes sense that lesbians would have unique and beautiful relationships um with the idea of of being a woman um and yeah like like yeah across time like in terms of like gender expression like there may be not have always there may, there hasn't always been like language and I think in the past like yeah like there um oh my gosh what's their name Sinclair Sexsmith has a very cool article about whether butch is a non-binary identity um but yeah if you think about like lesbians across time who may be identified as like butch or like male impersonators or like I think yeah dyke like has always been like a very expansive and radical identity um and yeah in terms of like trans femme and like trans women lesbians I really like tried I really like want to be very loud that the lesbian community includes and embraces um trans lesbians um and that like trans lesbians have always been here and like Mm -hmm. enriched lesbian spaces Mm -hmm. um yeah, especially as somebody who's, like, a non-binary lesbian and can understand, like, n- not identifying as a lesbian from, like, a cis woman point of view. Um, and also just, like, as a lesbian in general. I'm, like, it's, I know that it's been a, yeah, it's it's a journey to come <laughs> to that label. And, yeah, it just feels like just, like, basic queer solidarity stuff yes i'm like you know what a journey it's been to like 
unlearn all this shit and you find a label that finally feels right for you, you finally step into like, oh, like this really feels aligned. Like why in a million years would you ever turn around to someone and say, no, that's not who you are. Or like, no, you don't belong here. Like that's like truly the opposite of what like the queer and trans community should stand for. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We don't need, we don't need the policing of, of who is queer enough, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I think especially like in light of like such fucking rampant, like transphobia, like in the States, in the UK, like so much like turf, like trans misogyny, like bullshit. Um, It's like, no, like we got to. I want to be as vocal as possible about my love for trans women and trans lesbians and how much they belong in like lesbian and sapphic spaces. Yeah. And if we're looking at it that way of like, um, you know, women's rights are being taken away at the same time Mm. as, as trans rights are being taken away. It's like, we're all in the same fucking boat. Like, you know, it's us against the world. So like we got to, team up you know yeah it's yeah we all gotta about support each other yeah yeah all about like bodily autonomy about freedom freedom of expression like freedom from like restrictive gender roles like yeah like queer and trans sex ed benefits everybody mm-hmm. moving away from binary ideas about gender like positively impacts everybody and that's why it's so that's why it's so dangerous because people want like it's a huge method of control to be like these are these rigid boxes about how women should be and how men should be and yeah men should have control over women and yep (laughs) all that all that yep and like Mm -hmm. i mean gender binary is rooted in like racist like deeply yeah. racist roots as well it's like mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm. mm-hmm. what do you do to like self-care with <laughs> knowing all of this is happening and having it be on our little compute pocket computers mm-hmm. what do you do to just like deal with that to be okay with going about your day <laughs> yeah I mean I definitely think like having my life be devoted to putting a little bit more queer and trans joy into the world yeah yeah and like helping people yeah in themselves cultivate more queer and trans joy like that feels very supportive um, also deleting TikTok slash not using TikTok anymore. <laughs> yeah. Also weaning myself off of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, so funny. Beginning of the interview. I'm like, here's all the reasons that TikTok changed my life for the better. And now but I'm also. like, yeah. I'm like, do I want to be force fed content that's like algorithmically successful because it like causes me to feel intense feelings and it doesn't care what type of feelings those are mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. other side of the coin you know mm-hmm. yeah. and i have no control over what content i see when wild yes yeah 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 mm-hmm. um can we pivot slightly to talk about lesbian mm-hmm. sex a little bit talk yeah. about some yeah <laughs> Topic we, the, we both love to talk about clearly just the, just the pure joy yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we're yes i will talking about joy you know let's talk about queer sex yay um i think one of your posts just fully says like how do lesbians have sex or something like mm-hmm. that you know what i mean can we talk about that mm-hmm. a bit yeah oh my gosh lesbian have, lesbians have sex in so many different ways <laughs> <laughs> your voice is immediately so musical <laughs> oh oh gosh so funny um yeah yeah lesbians have sex in lots of different ways again i'm like lesbian sex is not that different than just being like how do people 
have yeah. sex in general. That's the thing where, like, when, when cis hat men are like, how do husbands have sex? I'm like, yikes, wouldn't want to fuck you. <laughs> 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 if you cannot fathom <laughs> any other type of sex beyond, like, just... POV. Yeah, I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shout out to people who love PIV, and that's the only that thing you want to do. Yeah. And also... <laughs> But also, so There's much, so world. very much more. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's the stereotype when we think of lesbian sex? Yeah. I think people think of, do people still think of scissoring? <laughs> With the new Barbie movie coming out, perhaps. Oh my god! Those Barbies uh... were scissoring. Yeah. Damn. Get their I never scissor had... on. I never had Barbies. I'm like, is this a, is this an inner child healing moment? And I need to get Barbies for the Barbie movie and make them scissor? Yes. I will put in my vote and say yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm so excited for the new Barbie movie. Maybe I will. Maybe yeah. that'll be part of how I celebrate it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, scissoring is a real thing. It doesn't always happen like in the like scissoring that you do with your hands configuration yes. because that takes a lot of getting your bodies contorted in a certain way <laughs> and a lot of core strength and a lot of like, I don't know, people different <sighs> mobility capacities. Like, it's a lot to consider. Yeah. <laughs> truly, truly, truly. But yeah, grinding up against each other, whether that's your genitals, we love the power of the thigh yes. and knee. Um, we love oral sex, hand sex, toys, whether that's like strap on or like taking turns and using toys on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And PIV sex can also be lesbian sex. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think like it's interesting. I feel like the other scissoring absolutely i think mm-hmm. the other thing people jump to is strap-on sex yeah and i think that's because people just need it to be dick centered so badly yeah that they're like oh well where's the dick oh they must put on the dick and then so then that's sex you know what i mm-hmm. mean it's like okay mm-hmm. Again, that thing of not even being able to think of other things you can do in the bedroom. Yeah. It's like there must be a dick in the room. Yes. Yeah. It has to be penetration. Yeah. PIV, definitely sex. Anal penetrative sex, I guess, is also sex because there's penetration. Yep. So, (laughs) we must. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not to say, again, strap-on sex is fucking fabulous. Like, not to say it's not, but yeah, so many different... I, and do you find freedom, like when you think about queer sex and lesbian sex, do you find freedom in that, that there isn't this, I mean, we just came up with two, like, you know, um, stereotypes, but like, there isn't mm-hmm. so much a script. It's kind of like, well, let's figure this out. Let's talk about what this could look like versus yeah. it has to look like this. So we're just going to jump in and do this. Mm-hmm. I like lit. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, I'm in the right. I'm doing what I love. Just the euphoria. Um, yeah, I think like freedom from scripts is so. Oh, can you hear my male person? Can yeah. You so hello. Oh, okay. Welcome. Welcome. Okay. Male. Do you want to learn about lesbian sex, male person? <laughs> and invite them in. <laughs> so what? What's your hot take? Is real? Not real. <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's the same person. I work from home. I'm sure she's heard. <laughs> she's heard it all. She, yeah, she's heard snippets. Yeah. How thin are your Put walls, it together. You know? yeah. Yeah. Exactly. At this point, got a pretty solid idea of what I do for work. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think freedom from scripts is so, so beautiful. I think, too, like freedom from beyond that like freedom from gender roles that like one partner the more feminine partner needs to be more submissive and the more masculine partner needs to be more dominant and I think like queer people can fall into a thing of like feeling like they need to replicate that too um and that again is not to say that like that's not cannot be like a very beautiful and queer dynamic 
Yeah. The thing is that you're having, you have the choice, you know, that you're not, you know, just siphoned off into this, this one role that you must do. It's like you have Mm -hmm. the freedom to choose the role. So if you do like that role, just as much power to you, if Mm -hmm. you, you know, as if you chose literally any other role that you could play. Yeah, exactly. And I think also the like freedom of scripts, even just that like, sex as in like genital orgasmic Mm -hmm. like sex is the most important that like what type of intimacy actually feels good for you and like you get to decide like what is your personal mix of like sex versus like sensuality fantasy kink like and that those can change like over time too I love that. Mm-hmm. What are some like, let's talk about some, maybe some activities specifically that could look like non-genital, non-orgasm types of intimacy and sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, like literally like justice for making out. Yes. <laughs> like you could just, that can be it. Yeah. Yeah. You just make out. <laughs> yeah. Make out on that dance floor. Something <gasps> about it, you know? Again, my DMs are open. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I've never made out on a dance floor. That's like, a good one. Yeah, it's a good I'm one. like, COVID's scary, but also... <laughs> but <laughs> I love to dance. I love to make out. Yeah. Maybe we combine the two. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm trying to, even just like yeah like sensual touch yeah like yeah some sensation play yeah 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 just touching touching bodies grinding like eye gazing oh yeah and like yeah all the wonderful flavors of kink that can be like any along the spectrum of like from sexual or like not sexual too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like also I like to mention like non-sexual acts of physical intimacy as well yeah like naps together oh. like showering together mm-hmm. um I'm a fan of being tucked in for the night, like being oh my God. have it getting a tuck in. <laughs> That's so cute. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, like the mm-hmm. umbrella is truly, you know, it's a big one. It's a big old golf umbrella, you know, those massive yeah. umbrellas. So many things can fit <laughs> under those umbrellas. Yeah. And it's like for you two to kind of, you know, figure out what works for the two of you what Mm -hmm. feels the best you know and what the intention is under these activities like talking about the activities is one thing but yeah that other Mm -hmm. element of like okay what are we looking at feeling here Mm -hmm. and you could build stuff around that like okay what activities might make you feel that way Mm -hmm. it is so wild that it's like I, I want like such a radical reframe hmm. around sex for being like okay this is the four sex acts in this order that we're gonna do <laughs> to being like here's the buffet yeah. like how do you want to feel and I mean yeah bases talking about bases mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know baseball is super gay <laughs> <laughs> Got me at a baseball game this week, and my mom, there were two people, two women with, like, very high ponytails, and my, or, like, buns, and my mom's like, lesbians. I was like, yes, mom, lesbians. Yes, mom, the gays. The gays, the gays are here. Yes, a gay. It's good. It's good. Shout out to those lesbians at the Blue Jays game. You're doing great work. <laughs> I like how, how, why was a high bun a characteristic? You know, you there's a there's a specific high bun <laughs> that some of the lesbians will do, mm-hmm. and it's a thing. <laughs> and it was it's so much a thing apparently that your mom clocked it. Yeah, <laughs> your mom yeah. picked up on it. Hello. What? <laughs> wow. Good mom. Wow, are, That's a good, good mom. Yeah. Right are there. the are the IG reels really catching up? Really? 
how deep how deep does this go um no it's good my mom does follow me on instagram and stuff i mean i'm not posting lesbians with high buttons but maybe somehow <laughs> the, alg- algorithm, the algorithm though is clearly you know she's watching yeah. yours and then she's recommended others and she's there noticed a trend <laughs> there we go there we go i'm happy to be the, the open door <laughs> to lesbian culture I'm curious if you're interested in answering this question, like, what's Mm -hmm. your mom's kind of reaction to, you know, you coming into your own authenticity as far as, like, your sexuality? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, it's been, like, every year that, like, passes since I, like, came out to her as bi, like, Mm -hmm. she becomes more, yeah, gets more knowledge, gets more understanding, um becomes like more of an advocate so yeah it's cool it's been cool to watch her like understand more about like what it means to be non-binary and like yeah it was cute we go to we go to the gym together (laughs) and like yeah the gym receptionist was kind of like asking about what it meant to be non-binary and my, my mom explanation of what she told me she said she was like She's like, it was post-Zumba. I was really tired, but I tried my best to be like, so you know, the gender binary is a harmful system. Oh my and I'm God, like, that's such a good start. Right? <laughs> I was like, that's that's an, a truly an epic place to start. <laughs> God. Yeah. She's doing okay. Yeah. She's 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 doing okay. <laughs> oh man. Because like what do you think if you were trying to have these conversations with her, you know, 20 years ago? I don't know how old you are, actually. Maybe this is but say. When I was seven. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You little lesbian Eva oh, oh, at seven well, years old. Tr- truly, I used to joke that the butchest I ever was was when I was eight. <laughs> And I had a pixie cut and I had a six pack abs Ooh. from doing the bar every day. What? I need to, the bar? Yeah, I, there's like the bar on the playground and oh like. Oh my god, to hit the yeah, bar. Literally, oh. little, little, little gym bro. Oh um, my god. But I'm like, no, Eva, there is more butch to come. You, yeah, you're just you entering your butch era. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We circled, we circled back around. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe eight year old Eva <laughs> was, yeah. A peak, but not the peak, you know? Yeah. yeah. Being like, can I play the husband? We're playing husband and wife in the house. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have the short hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also just because for some reason it feels right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's some unexplained other reason. Yeah. I don't know why I want my girl best friend. I just feel really it's feelings. <laughs> I'll volunteer. Fine. I'll take one for the team. Yeah. For no other okay. reason. I know everybody's selflessness. Really, yeah. <laughs> Saying who's it gonna be? <laughs> okay, fine. Just my little eight-year-old arm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eva. We're coming up on the hour, mm-hmm. my friend. Um, yes. Do you have anything that you wanted to end on as far as the topics we kind of discussed today? Is there something that we didn't quite that we need to wrap up that we didn't quite get to? Maybe. I feel like we really nailed it. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I feel like we really hit all the, all the good, important stuff. <laughs> Amazing. Um, well, if people want to see more good, important stuff, let's <laughs> tell them where they can do that. Uh, follow you, find you, send you money. <laughs> yes. Um, so I actually am hosting a, like, sex ed for late bloomers master class, like, webinar, mm-hmm. mini webinar series um next month on i'm like let me let me look at the dates. tuesday may 23rd wednesday may 24th and yeah. thursday may 25th 7 yeah. to 8 p.m eastern and they're all recorded i love shut i love all of you who ask me is it recorded mm-hmm. when on every post i always say <laughs> it is recorded <laughs> you get a link to the replay afterwards um but i'll say it again um and yeah and there are early bird tickets that close may 1st and it's like 40 percent off so Ooh, yeah <laughs> it's a it's a big early <laughs> discount um but yeah it's literally like such a fucking joyful like master class it's like cameras off for participants so 
if you're like nervous, like you can come in your PJs and like say hi in the chat or not. Um, and yeah, we talk about busting queer imposter syndrome, foundational queer sex skills, and then there's a whole session on like communication. Amazing. And just in time for Pride. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and where can we find those posts at your social media once again? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at What's My Body Doing. You can also find my TikTok archive at What's My Body Doing. <laughs> Maybe one day hmm. I will come back to TikTok um, when I get energy to make consistent video content. Jeez Louise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I also have a newsletter that folks can join. Um, if you go to subscribepage.com slash Eva Bloom and you get a free uh, guidebook to queer and trans erotica recommendations. Mm-hmm. And um, last but not least, uh, most importantly, your DMs are open. Um... <laughs> <laughs> real takeaway we had some real emotional moments uh, we almost cried but if you remember every anything that eva is single <laughs> ready to mingle uh, yeah so folks if you don't know where to follow me by now i'm the most active on twitter at the lady pim one i'm also on instagram at the lady pim and at the bedpost podcast i have a patreon it's the bedpost show i have a youtube channel it's the bedpost show i'm on tiktok i don't know what i'm doing you can figure it out at the lady pim uh and then i never like to go an episode without thanking the lovely lady who does all the original music for my podcast stephanie copeland can be found at stephcopelandmusic.com eva bloom this has been so lovely thank you so much for talking to me today thanks so much for having me it's it is always such a joy it's so nice yeah (laughs) Uh, so next time uh we'll see you next week on the bedpost podcast everybody talk about sex and sexuality with a lovely fun and sexy guest until then get fucked goodbye (laughs) this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network sonar